0: I mean, I do it and I can pay cash, but I'm gonna gonna need, I can't pay 60, there's just no way. It just needs way too much work. Welcome to another watch me video where you get to look over my shoulder and watch me wholesale houses live. On today's video, watch me negotiate directly with a private seller, and this is the third video I've done about this particular deal. If you've been following, it's the marijuana house in Michigan that has fire damage. Never a dull moment in this business, so watch me get on the phone and negotiate this deal coming up.
1: For a limited time, you can get a free copy of Jerry Norton's Quick Start Kit with everything you need to flip your first house in 30 days or less. Download it now at myquickstartkit.com.
0: If you're new here to this channel, I'm Jerry Norton with FlippingMastery.com, and this channel is all about ways to help you make money wholesaling and flipping houses so you can live your dream life. Be sure to subscribe to my channel and click the bell icon to get notified when new videos are released. Recently, I released a video where I showed you one of my favorite deal finding strategies where I call for rent posts on Craigslist. On that video, I got on the phone and I talked to buy and hold investors and you got to see me do it live and one of those investors had a fire damaged house that he wanted to sell for 60,000. Then I did a follow-up video on what transpired with that firehouse and you have to watch over my shoulder as I got someone to go out and take pictures and video and how I analyzed the deal and I broke down all of the numbers. By the way, I'll put the links to both those videos in the description box below and I'll put all of the videos regarding this deal in a playlist so you can watch them but please don't leave comments asking me questions about how I got to this point without first watching those other two videos. And yes, I try to answer every question in the comments. Okay, and so here we are on this video. I wanna show you how I negotiated and came to an agreement on price with the seller. Now i actually recorded three different calls with the seller and i'm going to share the highlights with you in just a minute so keep watching now i wish this was a textbook example for you but rarely do deals go that way and this is no exception and i actually have a lot of reservations if i'll even make it to the finish line which brings me to a really important teaching point that i want to share with you every lead you get has to be carefully weighed in terms of the time spent on it one of the biggest mistakes that investors make especially wholesalers is spending too much time on any one particular lead. Sometimes it's not worth the time, energy, and effort to continue pursuing a lead that has a very low chance of making it to the finish line. You have to consider the opportunity cost with every lead you spend time on. Now think about it this way. If you spend an hour talking to a seller who isn't really motivated and is a low quality lead, that's an hour that you're not talking to a highly motivated seller that is a high quality lead. And if I'm completely honest, If I hadn't already made two videos about this particular lead, and if I wasn't using this deal as an example to show you hands-on how to take a wholesale deal from start to finish, I probably would have dropped this lead. But there are some really good lessons that you can learn from this, so I hope you appreciate me showing you the good and the bad about this business and for keeping it real. If you do, leave a comment and let me know. The reason I've got reservations about this lead is since spending time analyzing the deal, which I shared with you on video two, I've done three calls with the seller and I spent over an hour on the phone just negotiating the price in terms with him. Now, let me be clear. I'm not necessarily saying it's bad to spend an hour on the phone with a seller, but I'm having a hard time getting him to come my way. So the question I have to ask is, is this the best use of my time? Could I be spending my time instead working on other or better leads? That's not always an easy question to answer, but it should be considered with every lead you decide to go after. Okay, back to our deal. We left off on video two where I analyzed the deal and I determined that the after repair value or ARV is 225,000 and the estimated repair cost is 85,000 and following the standard 70% fix and flip formula, a local fix and flipper should pay 72,000 for this deal and the seller point blank said, he take 60000 for it. Listen. Well, what are you I'm, asking I'm for it? If
1: I can get like $60,000 for it, you know, I'll walk away because I wanna walk away from it and never look back again.
0: I gotcha. Okay, so that means if we got a contract for $60,000 and a cash buyer will pay $72,000, we would make a $12,000 wholesale profit. Now, some of you are probably thinking, Take the 60000 what's the problem? But I'm not going to just take the 60000 for three reasons. Reason number one why I wanna pay less than 60000 is this is not your typical distressed house. This house has extensive fire damage, which is going to limit the number of buyers that would be willing to take it on, making it harder for me to wholesale and as such, I'd like a bigger discount. Reason number two why I want a bigger spread on the deal is because of the extensive fire damage. In video two, I broke down how I came up with 85,000 for the rehab budget but that was going off of pictures and video. It could be more or a cash buyer could think it's more. In fact, just to be safe, when the seller asked how much I thought it was gonna cost, I told him at least 800,000 because it easily could be that much and that's what it would cost someone else not experienced with rehabbing and probably even much more. And finally, reason number three why I want a better deal is because 60,000 was his initial asking price that he gave me when I first spoke to him, which you can see on video one. So I need to find out how low he'll go. I call this finding the bottom. Now, before we cut to the calls that I did with him and before you see my positioning and how I talk with him, I do want to take a minute and point out that this seller as an investor, not someone living in the house, and there's a huge difference. With an investor, there's less emotion involved because it's not their primary home they live in. As an investor, this is a business decision, and so I tend to be more bold and more direct. Now, I don't want to be rude or a jerk, but I can be more matter of a fact with investor sellers, so please keep that in mind when you hear me on the phone. So let's cut to call one, and I'm going to pause and go back and forth and explain why I'm doing what I'm doing and what's happening. My point with negotiation call number one is simply to find the bottom or the lowest he'll take for the property. Wow, you weren't kidding, fire damage. Yeah. Yeah, that thing is a that, the, holy smokes! Like literally, holy smokes! <laughs> I mean, i do it, and I can pay cash, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna need. I, I can't pay sixty. There's just no way. It just needs way too much work.
1: Mm. So, how much you're
0: thinking? I mean, honestly, probably forty. It's okay. I I don't want to
1: waste your time. Man. I'm not gonna go for it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go a penny. Less than 55,
0: just so you know. Okay, let me stop right there for a second. First, I tried to reset his expectations by focusing on how extensive the rehab was. Then I threw out 40000 to establish a really low baseline with him and see what he would do. And he immediately came back by saying, I'm not gonna go a penny less than $55,000. So have I found the bottom? Sounds like it, but let's just make sure. Back to the call. It's gotta be a bigger discount than 55, just because it, I mean, I can take... I can take 55 and go buy another deal that doesn't need a quarter of what that thing's gonna take. It's just a huge project, that's all, like you said.
1: (laughs) Let me think about it.
0: So I told him I need a bigger discount than 55,000. Why? To see if I really am at the bottom. And he came back by saying, let me think about it, which is like the kiss of death for sales. So I think we've established his bottom really is 55,000. But you'll take 55 cash right now. I will, yes. So I point blank asked if he'd take 55,000 right now, and he said yes. Now, normally I would go for the close and I just wrap it up and get it done for 55,000. I mean, that now gives me an 18,000 spread on my wholesale, which is much better, but I decided in the moment to wait a day and call him the next day, mostly because I know he's not talking to anyone else or actively trying to sell it. Let me pour over the numbers. Let me me see if I can make 55 cash work close quickly. So the next day, I called him back to tell him I'd take it for 55000 Listen to the call. All right, well, I've been crunching numbers. I think I can make fifty-five work. Okay. Okay, and this is where things took a turn for the worse. Let me explain why. There are two things I have to get him to agree to on the terms of the contract in order for this deal to work. The first is I have to have an inspection contingency just in case I'm off on the numbers and I need to renegotiate or back out of the contract. So how will I know if I'm off on my numbers? Easy. As soon as I send cash buyers to look at the property, I'll know right away based on what they say they're willing to pay. Now, the second thing that I need him to agree to in the terms of the contract is to give me unrestricted access to the property via a contractor lockbox. That way I can send cash buyers to go look at it. With any deal, especially this one, I have to get unrestricted access to the property or it's going to be nearly impossible for me to wholesale it. And on this deal, not only do I need access for cash buyers, but those cash buyers are going to need access to the property to take their contractors so they can figure out their rehab number. Remember, fire damage. Here's how I explained it to him. So if we can do a contract, I'm going to need like 10 days or two weeks of a contingency. So that just gives me that time to get some contractors over there. I am going to need you to let me put a lockbox on it so that I can have some guys go in there. I'll make sure we lock it up and that they're safe and stuff. But I... no, I'm, I'm, I'm
1: being honest, You know, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to waste your time or my time. I don't have time for that.
0: Immediately after telling him I needed an inspection contingency and I needed him to let me have access to the property via a contractor's lockbox, he shut right down. He did not like that at all, and I could not understand why. Here's how I tried to address it. No, I'm
1: I'm, I'm, not honest, you know, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not gonna waste your time or my time. I don't have time for
0: that. Well, what do you mean you don't have to? You don't have to do anything. All the all it means is we I know, have
1: a. I know, I know. I don't have time. I don't. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do
0: that. I'm not understanding what yeah. you don't want to do.
1: I don't want to go through all that headache and then at the end of a week or two weeks, ten days later, you're going to say, sorry buddy, I cannot buy the property.
0: You don't, you're not, okay, so let me explain, you, you're not doing anything, I'm doing all of it. You're just, you're just, all you're doing, all you're doing is. I I
1: don't want to wait, I don't, I don't have time to wait, that's my thing.
0: Yeah, but you're not even, you're not even for sale right now, so you're not. Uh,
1: Let me think about it, let let me think about it. You can't, here's
0: here's the thing. You cannot sell that house to anybody unless they can unless they can go in there and get and and figure all this out because there's it's burnt. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay, okay, sure. Okay,
1: give me a, give me a, give me a couple of days. Let me think about it. I'll call you back.
0: Well, what do you mean? What do you have to think about?
1: I have to think about what you told me. You know the the contract and the two lease contract and
0: different bits and stuff. Just so we're clear, what I'm asking for is a con- is a contract for fifty five thousand give me 10 days so that i can get bids you don't have to do anything all i need to do is put a lockbox on there and i'll send my guys over there if after 10 days it's way higher than what i think it is then you're right back where you are right now today anyway so no, you haven't lost right. anything sounds good. if it if it if everything checks out then we can close a week later or whatever all right sounds
1: good okay i'll get back with you on
0: that all right So even though I tried to explain to him that I needed to have access to the property, he didn't want to do that. So he left off with, let me think about it. Now at this point, I'm on the wrong end of the conversation. Instead of him convincing me why I should buy his house, I'm now trying to convince him why he should sell me his house. And that's not the position I want to be in because he needs me more than I need him. But in the name of science, I decided to keep it alive. I waited a few days and I called him back. Are you ready to move forward and get something done?
1: I, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go through that headache, you know, a week or two weeks of headache, and then end up. Uh, you're gonna tell me this and that. Uh, I...
0: Yeah, I'm wondering if you're not quite understanding what I'm asking or what how it would work. So you
1: said you're gonna put a lockbox there, and you're gonna have contractors going in and out and stuff like that for like what two weeks until you figure out how much it's gonna cost you, and then you're gonna come back and tell me, I'm sorry, I don't want to do it. Why would I go through that?
0: Now, clearly he's not motivated to sell this property. So he next pulled out the classic takeaway on me and tried to say that he could easily sell it with an agent. Listen.
1: This is what I'll do. I call my agent right now, tell him put it up for sale for $75,000. I'll give him the 3%, 5% commission I have to give him and then call it today. You know how many people are gonna come see it? I'm gonna have 15 showings a day, I guarantee that. See? As is, no inspection. I bought a house before as is. I bought a house in Hazel Park. A cash offer deal, no conventional, no nothing. You, you it didn't have,
0: fire, it didn't have fire damage.
1: No, it didn't have fire damage, no.
0: Okay, well that's all. I mean, there's only a handful of flippers that would even touch a fire damage house. It's your more experienced Experienced investors, most people are not going to want to take that on. So you're going to be down to a handful of people. Anybody who's going to buy a fire damaged house is going to need to do due diligence on exactly what they're getting into. They're not just going to buy it sight unseen without having contractors look at it. So not only are you going to have dozens of, of investors and buyers, but they're all going to want to get in there with contractors. So you're going to be dealing with me times 10 instead of just me. After explaining that, I actually got him to come back around, and he asked me how long I would need. Listen to how I respond. How much? People give me you one. Give me one week, and I'll get a handful of people in there. I don't need that many people.
1: I just don't feel comfortable to give you a lot box. How about that? I, I wanna, Why? There's people nothing people in,
0: that, people in, people that, in that. What is in that house that has any value whatsoever?
1: Nothing. 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 in that house. I just, like I said, this is how I want to do it. If you want, you call me. Say, hey, I got electrician like, coming there at two o'clock. I go meet him, let them in, and leave. So
0: there's no way around it. He is not going to let me have access to this property. Then when I explained that before I send anyone to meet him at the house, we would first need to have a contract in place. And he told me that just get all my numbers figured out first, and then we can do a contract. Okay, pro tip here. Sending contractors to properties is a cardinal sin for me. I don't want to spend another minute on this deal without first having a contract. Listen to my response. I, I can't call up my contractors and say, hey, I need you to go over and, and give me a bid and look at this house if I don't have a contract at least with you. Because what if I do all of that and you say, oh, never mind, Jerry, I changed my mind, I don't want to sell it to you. So we sign a contract. That says I'm going to pay 55. I put down earnest money. I'll give you $500 earnest money. After the seven days, if I find out it's way more than 100, I get my earnest money back and you're, you're right back where you are right now anyway, which you're saying wait a week anyway. So it's not like it's going to be any different in a week. If the rehab does come in at 100, then we schedule a closing, you know, a week later or two weeks later or whatever. And then I cash you out and you're done. And then I'll fill that out. I'll email it to you and then all you have to do is sign that. Um, You can do it right in your email because it's electronic signature. And then I'll get that over to the title company. They'll start preparing title and doing all that work. And then over the next seven days, we'll be coordinating contractors to get in there and look at it. Okay. Sound good? Sounds good. Okay. So he finally agreed to do a contract for $55,000 with a seven-day inspection and a $500 earnest money. So he left off with me agreeing to send him a contract for electronic signature, which comes standard with my deal management system, Flipster. It takes about five minutes to fill out. Then I just email it to him and he signs it electronically right on his smartphone. And this is just one of dozens of tools that comes with Flipster. So if you're looking to do your first deal or level up and do more or bigger deals, Flipster can help you get there. To check it out and see it in action, just click the link in the description. Now, here's the thing. There is no way I'm going to be able to wholesale this deal to a cash buyer without unrestricted access because I can't have cash buyers meet the seller at the house. That just won't work out, especially with this seller. Now, there is another option. I could get bids and really figure out the true rehab number. Then if the rehab is actually 85,000 like I budgeted and I feel really confident in that number, I could go ahead and buy the house and then once I own it for 55,000, I could turn around now and resell it for 72,000. So what would you do? I would love to hear your opinion. Do I let it die and move on? Or do I invest more time in getting contractors to meet the seller, get hard bids on the property and try and buy it and then resell it? Of course, I would do another video explaining how everything goes down. So leave a comment and let me know what you think I should do. And if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to my channel. Nowhere will you find wholesaling and flipping houses explained in detail without the fluff and BS like you will here on this channel. So go do that now and I'll see you on the next video.